Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Follow the Profit is a production of Gingrich 360 and iHeartRadio. So Bitcoin means many things to many people. For some, it's just a fad, right, that's going to go away. For others, it's the currency of the future. And for others, they just plain don't get it and they just see the news about it. So we're going to try to talk about Bitcoin with someone that you'll probably recognize and why he's really upbeat about the future of Bitcoin. But we'll also take a look at the flip side, right, of how Bitcoin could be potentially playing a role in a particularly nasty political scandal. I'm David Grasso, and this is Follow the Profit. So you're looking to get rich quick? Well, this isn't your podcast. There's plenty of other podcasts for that. In fact, they're proliferating by the day. So if you're planning on listening to this one, which is called Follow the Profit, we try to deconstruct what's happening around us. And we don't leave anything out, economics, politics, social issues. But fundamentally, we frame everything in terms of economic terms so that you can use your money to help you. 
So life has a funny way of connecting seemingly unrelated pieces and just bah, slapping them together. For example, what do a Bitcoin machine, a disgraced tax collector right here in Central Florida, and the ongoing national scandal with Florida Congressman Matt Gates have to do with each other? Well, we don't have all the details on this, but we're going to tell you what we know. So there was a tax collector once upon a time who's now in jail. His name is Joel Greenberg. He was down the street from me here in Seminole County, Florida. And Mr. Greenberg, who is the former tax collector of Seminole County, had a very strong interest in Bitcoin. In fact, he created a bunch of companies while he was the tax collector, and he basically used his public position to fund his private companies. And auditors have been confused by what he did because they couldn't find any records or books for the entity. And they also were confused that Mr. Greenberg was using public resources to fund his private entities. And there didn't really appear to be a public purpose to create a countywide platform. And he installed a Bitcoin machine, of which I can confirm because I've been talking to Seminole County, that he was the only person that ever used. So this is a very strange situation that went on there. So this is nothing personal to Bitcoin. I love Bitcoin. I think it has a great future. But why was there a Bitcoin machine at the Seminole County Tax Collector's Office in Castleberry, which... I've talked to people who have seen, I've read articles and I've read public records that confirmed that there was a Bitcoin machine that only the former tax collector ever used. And a forensic audit also found that the same tax collector used 90 grand of public money to build and install cryptocurrency mining devices in a locked room inside Greenberg's private office, of which no one had access to. And eventually that equipment overloaded electrical breakers and it eventually started a fire. And there's a lot of questions surrounding that. But this is where it gets even weirder. Joel Greenberg and U.S. Representative Matt Gates. You've probably seen him all over the news. He's telegenic, kind of the, the thought leader of the America First movement, became very popular during the Trump era. And the Orlando Sentinel, which is, you know, the newspaper of record around here in Orlando, Florida, said, well, Mr. Greenberg and U.S. Rep. Matt Gates, on at least one occasion several years ago, were recorded together entering the Seminole County Tax Collector's Office when it was closed on a weekend night. And people have seen this videotape. And this specific footage that we're referring to showed Greenberg and Gates walking into the tax collector's Lake Mary office on Primera Drive. And Greenberg was seen going through baskets where driver's licenses, turned into residence for disposal, were stored and later went into a back room, the person said. And as you might have noticed in the news lately, Rep. Matt Gates, who was Trumpian, but he was pro-LGBT and he wanted to get money out of politics. There were a lot of good things about Matt Gates. Unfortunately, Matt Gates' whole career is now stained with these allegations that he was paying for sex with underage girls. So the Washington Post has been reporting heavily and that stories keep on proliferating. Gates boasted of his access to women provided by this friend, Joel Greenberg, charged in the sex trafficking case. So then there's this as well. Foreign policy reports that Bitcoin is being used to fund child sexual exploitation, creating new opportunities for law enforcement to track down perpetrators. 
So, yeah, there's that. And Gates has also been documented to have the sole vote against an anti-human trafficking bill in Congress. Oof. So we've been following this story at Bold TV. And quite frankly, we're very pro-Bitcoin. In fact, if you look at the history of the platform that I run, which is at Bold TV on all social media platforms, we have been celebrating cryptocurrency as an alternative investment since the beginning. And only recently did I buy a little bit of Bitcoin. I've actually never owned a Bitcoin. I know a lot of people that did, but only in, this week was the first time buying a Bitcoin that I've done. And we've seen it run up in value. Bitcoin has become a trusted asset, right? And there's nothing wrong with Bitcoin intrinsically. It's a great place to park your money. My guest on this episode believes in it. This isn't about anti-Bitcoin. We will always celebrate alternative investments and non-fiat currency. But Bitcoin retains a questionable role in this scandal that's unrolling before our very eyes. And there's a lot of unanswered questions. And I personally have a lot of questions. That doesn't mean Bitcoin's a bad investment. That doesn't mean Bitcoin should be outlawed. I would never be for that. But it definitely means that we should take a closer look at how Bitcoin could be potentially used for nefarious purposes and what we can do to make sure that Bitcoin remains relevant, but only to legitimate uses, not illegitimate uses. And there's a fine line there. People will say outlaw Bitcoin or allow you to do whatever you want with Bitcoin. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Those are both extremes. We should talk about moderation. And that's really the thrust of my next conversation with my guest. It's about moderation. It's about common sense. It's about middle-of-the-road public policy. And really, whether it's Bitcoin or anything else, we really should consider ideas on either side of the aisle when we're having any substantive policy discussion. So here at Follow the Profit, we talk to many people about the paths they've taken, the lessons learned from mistakes, and of course, the joys of their successes, all with the goal to help you follow the profit. Our next guest has a life that you probably already know about, and in ways it was typical, and in other ways it was very improbable. So he was born into a working class Italian-American household, had a middle class upbringing, and was the first in his family to even go to college. He got a BA in economics at Tufts and then a law degree from a school you've probably heard of, Harvard. While there, he crossed paths with a lot of future leaders, including President Barack Obama, Rod Rosenstein, who, in case you don't know who that was, that was the deputy attorney general, and then Neil Gorsuch, who is, of course, a Supreme Court justice. And it was during that time pursuing a law degree at Harvard that our guest says he launched his career in finance. And he started off as what we know in New York as a Goldman boy, a giant investment firm, Goldman Sachs, and then ended up doing his own thing, founding the global alternative investment firm, Skybridge Capital, and hosting a little conference, which has turned into a massive conference, which I've had the pleasure of going to, which is called SALT. And the man behind all of this was also, if his resume isn't long enough, the former director of communications for the Trump White House for a very brief stint. Anthony Scaramucci joins us now. What's up, Anthony? Well, you don't have to say brief stint, Dave. You can tell people I got fired. I mean, everybody knows I was fired. So, I mean, you could say you know, after 11 days, he was torched from the White House and thrown into Pennsylvania Avenue. The one other person I was thinking of when you were reading that introduction that my mom wrote, and you read it beautifully exactly the way my mom wrote it, is Elena Kagan. She became the dean 
And then obviously she, uh, President Obama appointed her to the Supreme Court. So, uh, yeah, I learned two things in law school, David. You want to hear what they were? Yeah, sure. Go ahead, Anthony. Number one, do not be a lawyer. And then the second thing I learned was avoid lawsuits, which I'm very proud to say, 33 years in business, I've always figured out a way to settle a disagreement in business without going down the road of litigation. So knock on wood, I think those things can wreak havoc on you both uh, biochemically and also emotionally when you're involved in lawsuits. So why did you pick economics and law? And I guess even before that, why did you pick college, Anthony? Because you've talked a lot about your working class upbringing and college was kind of out of the ordinary for the environment that you grew up in. Well, you know, I didn't really pick college. College picked me. You know, my parents told us from the earliest days of my memory that we were going to college. And so my father was uh, a blue collar worker. He worked as a crane operator for 42 years. My mother was a housewife, but they were both committed to the idea that we were going to college. I thought, you know, a community college, it was likely going to be CW Post, which was near my house out on Long Island. It wasn't until my dad got to be about 50 years old, he was weighing trucks at the construction jobs. They took him off the crane on certain days. And there was a gentleman from Connecticut, uh, a stone quarry in Connecticut, that was shipping crushed aggregate to Long Island, that asked him, well, where are your kids going to go to school? And my dad said, well, they're going to go to CW Post. And this gentleman was on the board of Tufts University. His name is Billy Tommaso. He said, no, I want your kids to go to my alma mater, Tufts. So my dad comes home, David, you had to be at his dinner table at 5.30 sharp. Otherwise, you got hit with a belt, a shoe, something was flying at you. And he remember him t- turning to my older brother and he said, okay, forget about CW Post. You're going to a school called Tufts. And my brother said, well, how do you spell it, Dad? He said T-O-U-G-H-S, okay? <laughs> and that's how I grew up. So we went to the Barron's book back in the day. We flipped it over. I looked at the, the damn thing. I said, Dad, it's T-U-F-T-S. Okay, it's got to be somebody's last name. But, you know, I was wayward as a kid. If I'm really being brutally honest with everybody, I was in my Camaro. My hair was blown back like Tony Monero from Saturday Night Live. I was doing push-ups in the parking lots of discos out on Long Island. And so that was in order to get my chest and pecs up properly before I went in there to ask the women how to, to dance with me. So, yeah, it's a revolting. I'm a revolting Long Island Italian. Uh, but I had a seminal <laughs> moment happen to me in April of 1982, uh, which I'll frankly never forget. My dad handed me a check for $10,000. I said, Pops, what is this? He said, oh, well, I cashed in my union life insurance. He had a cash value of $10,000. This is what I have for you to pay for your college. He took the money. And I looked at it, I said, okay, wow, my dad just canceled his life insurance policy. This is huge to him, huge to my mom and dad. I don't want to screw this up. And so Tufts at that time was $24,000. I took the $10,000. I had some savings. I was working around the clock. Worked as uh, in my uncle's motorcycle shop. I worked at the local key food as a stock boy. I worked at the shoe store on the weekends on Saturdays. And I delivered newspapers for Long Island Newsday. So I've been a hustler since I was like 12 years old. But it was at that moment I said, okay, I'm taking my studies seriously. I'm not going to disappoint my parents who are making great sacrifices for me to go to this school. So that, that was a big, 
big deal for me. It was a big epiphany for me. So then from there, you end up in New York, down the street from where you're from, but in a very different environment at Goldman Sachs. Can you tell us a little bit about how that was, the transition? Absolutely. So I think it is important to apply a little bit of context. So why did I go to law school? Well, I read in 1985 that they were paying lawyers at Cravath, Swain, and more. Could you believe that? I mean, as a law firm, I probably never could have gotten into they were paying them $65,000 a year. And I was like, oh my God, that's like twice the money that my dad's making. And so I'm going to law school. I would like to tell you that it was a more cerebral, a more intellectual exercise than that. But I was like, okay, this will give me enough money to pay back my school debt. And my parents seem to be doing okay. That's enough money for me. When I got to law school, I hated every minute of it, David. I wanted to stab my eyes out with a a butter knife. It just wasn't for me. And so I uh, started the process of looking across the river at the business school. I found that place like Goldman Sachs existed. I went to apply for the job. I was in 100% polyester suit and shirt. And I, I went to the job interview and the guy at Goldman said, you're a very smart kid, but you are the worst dressed person that we've met at the Harvard Law School. And if you don't go buy a regular suit, I can't invite you down to Goldman. You don't look the part of a Goldman person. I wouldn't bought a suit. I got the job. But David, I would be lying to tell you otherwise, I was a fish out of water at Goldman. I didn't really fit into the culture 100%. It is a phenomenal place. I learned a great deal there, but I wasn't Goldman-esque, if you will. So one of the things on Follow the Profit and one of the things about your life, Anthony, is failure. You failed the bar exam twice and you were fired from Goldman Sachs after working there for 18 months and you were fired from the White House. So how did you recover from all of these moments? Yes, I've had my share of failure. I've had my share of bad investment decisions. Of course, I've been fired a couple of times. The great irony about the Goldman story is I got fired from Goldman in the investment bank. And then two months later, I got rehired as a uh, private client financial advisor. So I stayed at Goldman for seven years, even though I was fired and in limbo for two months. That was painful. It was loaded with self-consciousness, loaded with insecurity. I was 27 years old. I had a colossal amount of school debt. You know, it was a big failure. I had gone to the Harvard Law School and got fired from my first job. Now, two learning lessons there. Number one, I took a job that I wasn't suited for because I thought it was the coolest job coming out of school. And so my my lesson to young people, take the job that you're good at or you think you're going to like, not the one that's going to impress your friends. I took the job that I thought was going to impress my friends. I stunk at the job, got fired. So learning lessons are there. Secondarily, that job and that humble pie that I ate taught me another thing. Nobody cares about you. Okay, so let me just reemphasize that, David. Maybe your mom does, possibly part-time your dad when he's distracted (laughs) not watching sports. But, you know, nobody cares about you. So when you're sitting there worried about what other people think about you, they're out there worried about themselves and they're out there dancing. So when you're having a bad moment in your life, nobody cares. So you should stop caring as much, you know, drop the millstone of regret, drop the double thinking about decisions that you're making and just go forward to be the best you can be. Made another colossal mistake working for Donald Trump. I worked for him for a year on the campaign. When he hired me in July of 2017, I was hell-bent 
on a very egocentric narrative that I had grown up in a blue collar family. I had lived a good part of the American dream. And you know what? I'm going to go work for the American president. Irrespective of who he is, I'm going to work in the White House. And that was egocentrism and that was pride. And so there was learning lessons there. Don't let your pride and ego get into your decision making because you'll make small minded decisions. Your emotions are up when your pride and ego are involved and your intelligence is going down. And so I made a mistake in the White House. I said something which I thought was very funny about Steve Bannon. I made a mistake trusting a journalist. You can never do that in Washington. The journalist ran to CNN with the interview. I got fired shortly thereafter. So what are the learning lessons there? Own the mistake. It was my fault. I didn't blame President Trump. General Kelly fired me. We got off to a bad start in our relationship, but we've become very close personal friends. I saw you hanging out with him at your last in-person, non-virtual conference. I was surprised to see you and General Kelly cavorting. The general and I have a lot in common. We like each other. And politics does make strange bedfellows. But here's what I would say. If you're getting fired, be mature about it. Don't burn bridges. My fight started with President Trump two years after my firing. It was born from some policy disagreements and some prejudices that I felt that President Trump was pursuing. The good news is I learned from that. And as I told President Trump the day after he fired me, I said, well, you don't have to worry about me. You just made me as famous as Ivanka and Melania, and I didn't have to sleep <laughs> with you or be your daughter. So, you know, point is, move on. Don't punish yourself. That's a big lesson, you know. Follow the prophet. Don't punish yourself. You made a mistake. Big deal. Everybody makes them. Go forward. We're going to take a quick break here. Be right back. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet... There's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet... There's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's dot Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand. Temp to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com. 
where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. So, Anthony, you think Trumpism's dead? As a political entity, Donald Trump is about to be completely extinguished. Trumpism, no. Trumpism, the perversion of politics where it's tribal, it's hate-based, it's racially charged. The white Christian nationalist movement is not dead. But Donald Trump as an entity, as an enterprise, as a political product has expired. He will never be able to become president again. He is finished. We're going to have to contend with this white Christian nationalism for a period of time. But I predict that we're in the final stages of that as well, because there's nothing like economic prosperity and lifting the small businesses, the middle class, the lower middle class, lifting them and creating aspirational economics for them that will cure the anger-based populism. And so uh, that's happening. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna experience that over the next two to three years. But we see that bubbling up everywhere. And I know, Anthony, you're probably still an economic conservative, right? You have those economically conservative values. But we see a lot of the Republican Party may, veering into stuff that is a little bit scary these days, which is race-based stuff, religious-based stuff, and people who don't really represent what conservatism should be all about, which is, of course, following the money, following the profit, efficient and small government, etc. It's veered into a basically a culture war at this point. Yes. So I, I would tell you that I'm sort of center right on uh, economics and I'm way to the left on social issues. I laugh at my conservative friends. David, they want a smaller government, although they're the biggest spenders ever. But they tell you that they want a smaller government except in your bedroom, David. They want a larger government in your bedroom. They want to be able to tell you who you can be with and who you can't be with, which is an absolute absurdity. It's against the whole streak of libertarianism and individualism that the country was founded upon. So so for me, I'm uh, way to the left on social issues. I'm center right on business. I don't want to overregulate the society. I certainly don't want to cripple businesses. I think we have to have some trust in our businesses uh, to grow. Uh, capitalism has lifted more people out of poverty than any other system. It should be regulated. The excesses and the greed formation, the greed centrism and capitalism needs to be regulated. But we need a free market system so people like you can flourish with your podcast and other things that you're working on. Same for the rest of our communities. But 
But, you know, look, we're, we're, we're getting better. Uh, the society's getting richer. There's going to be more technological innovation and more abundance. And I'm going to say something to you rhetorically. I'm going to give you 150,000 American dollars, and they're going to be 2021 dollars in terms of their purchasing power. Or I gave you $150,000 in 1921. Would you take 1921 or would you take 2021? I would take 2021 because I would be dead from health problems. And even if I were a Gilded Age person back then with that purchasing power, I would not have the technology to actually have life. Okay, so you're, you're, that's a specific example to you. But here's the thing. Most people would answer it that way because the technology, the access to sports and entertainment, the air trips that we're taking, what we found through innovation in our society is that things have gotten cheaper. And all of a sudden you stop and look and say, wait a minute, the person with $150,000 is doing better today, even though that purchasing power is scant relative to... 1921, but yet these goods and services and technology available 100 years ago are outmatched by what's going on today. And so my point is, things are getting better. 100 years from now, hopefully, if we can cure the environmental ills, we can put down some of the political skirmishes, we'll have that continued human innovation and that continued human advancement. And so for me, I am very optimistic. Now, you're talking about the white Christian nationalism. That is happening because people feel a schism in the economy. There's a large group of us, and I grew up with these people, frankly, that feel economically left out. You know, we went from aspirational working class families to desperational ones in about 30 years. And how did that happen, Anthony? Why is that? Well, a combination of things, David. I would say the big four things... Number one was uh, globalization and its catch-up. And so i just point out, in 1946, we were the last standing superpower, the last standing industrial economy. You had working-class wages that were like light blue-collar wages. They were almost white-collar in terms of the scale of the wages. That would be my dad's wage. That's why I was able to live in the middle class. But then the rest of the world started catching up. So the forces of globalization and the reindustrialization of the rest of the world made that more competitive, made excess labor, which brought down prices. Second thing that happened, which I think is important, is the offshoring of U.S. manufacturing. We made a decision, rightly or wrongly, that we were going to ship our factories offshore because of the labor economics associated with doing that. It cost our smaller cities, it cost our manufacturing areas, it created the rust belt, if you will, and it blighted certain areas of the country. Uh, the third thing is the devaluation of our money. We unclipped the US dollar from the gold standard in 1971. And so what ended up happening is we started monetizing our debt because of the excessive deficit spending. When your dollar is devaluing, it's not bad for people that own assets because their assets just go up in nominal dollars. Think of that beachfront property that could be bought for $80,000 in 1971, now selling for $80 million in 20... <laughs> Are you describing Malibu? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, or, or places like that. And so now all of a sudden what you see is the wealthy people who own assets, their value and net worth are rising. 
the middle class that is relying on their time and their labor to produce economic output for their families they can't catch up. And wages have been sticky downward, frankly, for the last 35 years. So take my dad as an example. His 1976 wages priced in 2016, 40 years later, were down 26.5% in real economic terms. So he would no longer be able to afford the lifestyle that we had. So that's a fact, the devaluing of the money. And then the last thing, which scares everybody, is the industrialization of places like China and in the industrialization of places like India have made us less competitive. And, and we haven't, whether you like it or not, we haven't invested in the country. We haven't put resources necessary into education. We haven't put the resources into our infrastructure. We haven't put the resources into our jobs training. And those things are creating anxiety. But we're working on it and we're working on changing a lot of that. Let's talk about that anxiety, and we see that in the markets because people are latching onto assets such as Bitcoin and really trying to find ways to save money in non-fiat currency because there's a lot of lack of trust in institutions because of the erosion of purchasing power and the middle class that you're describing. That's exactly what's going on. You're mentioning Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin's had its rise from a number of different factors, but one of the factors is the printing of fiat currency. And so in the last year, if you had asked me this two weeks ago, I would have said, well, David, there's 24% more dollars in circulation in our money supply than there was a year ago. But now with the $1.9 trillion stimulus being implemented, that's another 17% more volume of dollars. So let's face it, we're printing the money and putting it into the economy. And so that's a silent taxation on the saver. If you have 40% more dollars in circulation than you did a year ago, you look at the money in your bank account, it is worth less. That's going to be a problem. That's a long-term problem for the country. That creates that anxiety. That also creates a need for people to seek alternatives. It used to be gold. I think Bitcoin is a better version of gold. It's scarce. The monetary network is exponentially grown. It's portable. You don't have to carry bricks of gold out of a country. You can move it with a USB. And so a result of which, it's, it's the future. Whether there are naysayers out there or people that doubt it, that's fine, but it's happening without them. You have 110 million users in that network now. You'll have over a billion by 2025. But if the fiat currencies are continued to be influenced by policymakers and politicians, and they continue to print more and more of them, and there's a constant race to the bottom, I think a decentralized monetary system unencumbered by that sort of chicanery will work. And so that's starting to happen. That's why I like Bitcoin. And that's why we're betting on Bitcoin. So tell me, Anthony, about the state of New York, because we've kind of punched up conservatives here in this conversation. Let's talk about what the liberals are doing in New York. My first question to you before we started recording was, how is the city formerly known as New York doing? Well, it's suffering. New York, there's migration. 450,000 people have left the New York area, if you will, New York State. The tri-state metropolitan area is probably 750 have left since the salt tax deductions 
went away. But, you know, listen, there's going to be a migration. We're learning as a result of the pandemic. We, we knew it before, it, but it's certainly been accelerated that we can work anywhere. We can be equally productive no matter where we are. I've been working out of this room, which is in my basement for the last year. I think our business is doing reasonably well despite that. I do miss the connectivity and I do miss the collegiality of our workplace environment. Hopefully we can return to that when people feel safer. And what we know about taxes, they're a price for services. So yeah, here are the services. We're going to have police protection. We're going to have clean streets and paved roads. We're going to have a a safety net for our elderly and poor people. And a result of which we're going to tax you in order for you to have that. And it should be worth it to you as long as we can create a safe society for you and your family to live in. But if you're going to rife the city with homeless, you're going to increase the uh, population of heroin users on the street. People are going to defecate. Human defecation is going to take place in the city. You're going to blight Times Square, which I would argue is the heartbeat of that city and a major destination for tourism. If you're going to do all of those things, I don't know why you're doing that. I think, you know, Bill de Blasio is probably the worst mayor in the history of New York. As you've probably figured out, listening to me, I am not a fan of the radical right, but I'm certainly not a fan of the radical left. I think these people are bonkers, okay? Uh, I don't want to cancel everybody. I don't want to be completely politically correct where every sentence coming out of my mouth is so sanitized that I become boring and a lobotomized <laughs> version of myself. We were dealing with that, Anthony, right before the pandemic in New York. It was getting scary. Yeah, no, I mean, it's ridiculous. So so listen, I mean, New York is going to suffer unless we have better political leadership, better policies, more competitive tax scheme. Uh, New York is going to suffer. It's going to go through a down period. Uh, what I worry about these big urban cities, though, in an age of technological innovation, if you push a city into a downward spiral, can it recover? You know, we were in a downward spiral in the 70s into the early 80s. The city recovered. But remember, it took really good executive management for that city to recover. I choose to remember Rudy Giuliani as the man I knew in the 90s, not the person that we're witnessing today. But if you take his leadership, his cleanup of the city, and you marry it to Mike Bloomberg's executive leadership. We had 20 years of exemplary management of the city and, and, and the city was growing and the environment in the city was fantastic. De Blasio has destroyed that. He doesn't like rich people. He's constantly tweeting this nonsense, tax the rich. He feels, I guess, that he wants to be discriminatory against the rich. I guess he's got some grievance there. I grew up middle class. I don't have any grievances. I want everybody to get along. I don't think we need to look at people's bank accounts and then prejudge them. And so I find de Blasio to be an imbecile. He'll be gone. There'll be a new person on that stage. And they've got a big cleanup duty to do if they want to. You get somebody more, quote unquote, woke and more radical than Bill de Blasio, you're going to push this city into perhaps a permanent downward spiral. So what do we do with these two extremes? On one side, we have white nationalists, and on the other side, we have basically good old-fashioned bordering on state-sponsored economics. <laughs> I don't want to call them communists, but they're pretty damn close. I'm for mandatory voting. In Australia, you have to vote. If you fail to vote, they fine you. And so their voting participation is in the low 90s. 
And I'm for mandatory voting. Now, the Republicans would absolutely hate that because they're trying the best they possibly can is to restrict people from voting. They are a aging white demographic. They're a group of people that are buying catheters and my pillows from Fox News commercial interruptions. And so they want to restrict black, brown and minorities from voting. But if you had mandatory voting, you would liquidate the extremes because more moderate, more common sense oriented, solution based people would come out of the woodwork and they would be voting and less of this tribal extremist nonsense would be taking place in the political theater. So I'm for mandatory voting. You will liquidate this system and you will force people into the center if we do that. We're going to take a quick break here. Be right back. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. 
It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet... There's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, 
those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. But this extremism has actually been a boon for business, right? Because hate sells, whether it's on the left or the right, and this tribalism sells. If you'd listen to talk radio, yeah. Yes, it's been a boom for podcasts. It's been a boom for media. It's been a boom for cable and possibly even print media. But I don't know if it's necessarily been a boom for business because remember, all of these businesses now are driving on these roads. Okay, if you don't want to pay the taxes to fix the road, well, you're going to pay it in terms of the repairs to your truck or car. And so as Larry Summers pointed out a few years ago, don't fix the roads, hit the pothole. Each car and truck is going to cost about $2,300 to repair the nicks, scrapes, bumps, axles, flat tires. So you can either pay it in taxes and have the road paved, or you can pay it individually in terms of the repair of your car. We have to make those decisions. And I will tell you right now, this extremist that you're describing, these people are doing absolutely nothing. So now we have an infrastructure bill proposed. The Republicans are going to challenge it no matter what. Trump said something I think is worth saying. I am against this, but if I was for it, they would be against it. So I could pick their views tonight and say that I'm for it, and then tomorrow they won't be for it. I believe that. I think what Trump is saying there is actually accurate. They they don't want to side up. The Republicans spent $8 trillion during the Trump administration in terms of deficit spending. He loses office. They're now all of a sudden concerned about the deficit. You can't be any more hypocritical than that, David. No way to be more hypocritical. Than I, that. I did write a CNN column when they were doing it, but I think I was the only one, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, I mean, it's just, it's, it's such blatant hypocrisy that it's actually mind boggling at this point. But there, there's a lot of people who have very short term memories, Anthony. Like, did we already forget that Ted Cruz went to the Ritz Carlton in Cancun, which, by the way, is a great place. I love that place. But what was he doing there during a snowstorm in Texas? Like, are these our leaders now? Like, how does this work? Where yeah, is the well, accountability? Ted, Ted Cruz, to me, is the archetype of the insolent. Ted Cruz, to me, is a coward. Ted Cruz is a hypocrite. He's intellectually dishonest. By the way, he's aged maybe a hundred years as a result of the poisonous infection of Donald Trump. Okay, I mean, just look at him today versus where he was 10 years ago. Or look at Kevin McCarthy. I mean, that son of a bitch is the exact same age as me. He looks like he met George Washington. I mean, the guy's like, looks 250 years old because he's being destroyed by Donald Trump and all that poison that's being infected into his body. Yeah, so these guys are hypocrites. He only cares about himself, the preservation of his own power. Let's split the country. Let's offer a tribal identity to people. Let's get that group of people to chant for me. It'll keep me in power. Let me do my best to gerrymander everybody else out of power. Oh, wait a minute. Black and brown people are entering the voting rolls in Texas. My God, we have to figure out a way to prevent that. Let's remove drop boxes. Let's remove polling sites. And let's gaslight everybody. And let's try to tell them that we're being more inclusive and we're being less inclusive. I was watching Senator Cotton on CNBC the other day with his whataboutism uh, related to the Georgia laws. And, of course, there's nobody there to debate him. So he's spouting off on all this whataboutism. You saw Marco Rubio wrote a letter to Manfred, the baseball commissioner, about... Well, why don't you give up your 
Augusta National Membership at the golf course in Georgia. But that doesn't have anything to do with the voting laws in Georgia. He's just being a whataboutism sort of a person. If you study the 116-year history of black people voting in Georgia, uh, many of them were killed, lynched, houses set on fire as a result of going to vote. And so there's a big debate in Georgia about voting rights. And of course, Stacey Abrams, she took the task. They suppressed the vote in 18. Kemp wins. So Stacey Abrams went hard at that stuff. And of course, you had African-American voters waiting online for 14 hours to vote out Donald Trump. Kemp didn't like that. So he passed this ridiculous Jim Crow-like voting law. They're trying to say, well, they have more drop boxes than New York. Well, New York wasn't setting people on fire to prevent them from voting. So what are you guys talking about? Let's go through the history of the voter discrimination and the history of voter mitigation in Georgia. And then let's look at what you guys are doing and why you're doing it. And let's call it out for what it is. You can't win the election without voter suppressing because your ideas are tired and your ideas are racially biased. A country doesn't do well without two competing effective movements, right? And it seems like both movements are lost in one in wokeism, another one in tribalism. Maybe they have a lot in common. How do we instead have a system that, you know, offers? It's about those groups being right. And so therefore, if you think differently than those two groups, you're to be demonized and destroyed. And so it's a very binary approach. It's almost cultish when you think about it. But, you know, I don't have an easy solution, David, but one of the solutions would be to force mandatory voting. Because if you force mandatory voting, what ends up happening is people that are normal come into the voting system. A lot of people are apathetic. So what ideas would you suggest for a new conservative movement then? People wouldn't like what I'm going to say. You know, that's why I don't fit in any political box anymore, which is why I had to return to business, David, because my being and my ideological makeup is not set up for today's contemporary politics. But what I would say to people that are conservative, let's start with massive amounts of social diversity. And I would have the biggest, richest platform for diversity so that black women could be on Wall Street, which they're not. I mean, let's just face it. I mean, there are a few of them. Uh, but it's mostly tokenism. Let's create the most diverse environment possible, which will shatter the totems of profile that certain races are smarter than others or your skin color or this nonsense or your accents or your sexual preferences. The second thing I would do is I would track governmental spending to our GDP. If it's 20 to 22% of our GDP, we grow if it's over that, we have a tendency to crowd out the private sector. And if it's under that, we're not well-resourced because we need the government to spend on things that we wouldn't spend on ourselves, which are things like roads and tunnels and a military to protect us and, you know, a broad footprint of education. Uh, we'll take care of our families, but we're not going to take care of other people. Remember this, socialism will never work because people are selfish, David. They only care about themselves. As a result of which socialism won't work, you have to provide incentives for these individuals to perform, and you have to provide them with a profitable performance, which will lead to innovation and lower prices and better opportunity for everybody else. So, so that would be my mantra. 
I feel uh, like you be... answered my 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 last question. Then, what do you suggest for the left? Yeah. Because they're they're off on tribal warfare as well, cancelization. Yeah, well, I mean, no, but the left the left has really lost it because they become so righteous. They want to cancel everybody. You say something wrong, you're supposed to be exonerated, put in Hades. Even if you commit involuntary manslaughter, you get out in ten years. But you want career death penalties, career life sentences for people that have made mistakes. And so we're not even discriminating in terms of levels of mistakes. One snafu and you're blown to pieces. I mean, this is a bunch of nonsense. So uh, what I would recommend to the left is end the righteousness. Uh, Recognize John Kennedy said it better than me. So let me try to paraphrase him. I spend my time, Kennedy said, understanding the opposing view to my ideas. There are smart people on both sides. Let me understand their idea. Maybe they have something of relevance. Maybe I need to rethink my position. And so what I would suggest to the left is you might be wrong on some things and you might need to reevaluate. And so so to me, the wokeness, the perverse discrimination, frankly, you know, you, you're running a very high risk that you're going to end up with a boring, lobotomized society as opposed to a culturally rich and culturally diversified society. I'm laughing, but it's really sad because it's hard to have real conversations with people who subscribe to a lot of these ideas. No, it is. You can't say anything anymore. You you can't even tell a woman she has a nice dress on. Uh, You're a creepster if you do that. So I don't know. That's going against 5,000 years of discourse between men and women. Now, I'm not saying you should be creeping and leering at her and, and, and soliciting her and pushing yourself into her personal space, but we should be able to have some level of cordiality with each other. We didn't touch on one issue that I want to touch on. You say this is, is going to be an economic boom. There's so much doom and gloom right now about our prospects as young people economically, and you seem to be very bullish on what's coming up economically. Well, you've got a lot of reasons to be optimistic. You know, you're going to come out of a pandemic. You have a a corkscrewed environment of reduced consumption and reduced consumerism. I think that you have pent up demand. If you go back to the 1920s, coming out of the Spanish flu pandemic, we led to a roaring 20s situation. You also had the advent of things like the electrification of the rural areas, the broadening of telecommunications. And of course, there was the widespread production and broad-based introduction of the horseless carriage. Those three or four major technological innovations, plus the pent-up consumerism, led to an unbelievable boom I think you've got something very similar going on here. You've got 5G. I'm not talking about the 5G on your phone, which is indiscernible from 4G. I'm talking about real 5G, which is completely transformative, a quantum leap in the delivery and transmission of data. And I'm talking about things like artificial intelligence, the Starlink that's coming from SpaceX that will give you universal, universal on top of Mount Everest, uh, on the Amazon River, give you... uh, cell carriage and data transmission and internet link. You've got AI coming. You've got advancements in medical technology. This mRNA technology, this Moderna shot that I took two of recently is a absolute game changer for the society in terms of how we're going to deal with future pandemics. And so what happens with innovation, innovation lowers prices. And so, yes, I am optimistic. Well, I'll tell you what I'm worried about, though. Too much governmental intervention or too little governmental intervention, no good. Absolutely no good. Sir, you're preaching moderation. That's what I like. That's what this show is supposed to be all about. 
you know, I went to work for Trump because I bought into the idea that he was going to help blue collar people. He was going to re-enfranchise them. I have to own that mistake for the rest of my life. He was too racially charged. And frankly, what I tell people, whether it's myself, General Kelly, Jim Mattis, H.R. McMaster, we tried to go work for him, I think, for the right reasons. But uh, ultimately, the damage that he caused and the hatred that he generated is pain that was felt in the minority groups in our society. And I feel that we were partially responsible for that, for which I have apologized. Having said that, like everybody, and I think it's a big lesson for your podcast, when you make the mistake, own the mistake and move on. See if you can make things better. But by owning the mistake, there's a cleansing effect to it where you're you're not sitting there walled in by your own personal insecurities and your own failure, if you will, to admit your fallibility. And on that note, Anthony, thank you for uh, making the time. I know you're uh, governing your empire from a basement, much like our present elected leader, Joseph Biden. Yes. During the election, I get beat up on Trump on six continents. Of course, I would have talked to the Penguins about Trump if they had voting rights there, but they didn't. And I, I did it right here from this little basement. Well, you're doing it effectively. Congrats on all your success. Best to your wife and family. You be well, though, David. Thank you for having me on. I really had a good time. Well, thank, thank you, you again, too. So thank you all for joining me as we follow the prophet. A big thanks to Anthony Scaramucci and for teaching me how to spell his last name. But more importantly, he's taught me how to be more authentic. He's open about his success and he's most open about his failures, which is actually a very unique trait. And I believe it's made him a better person. And I can probably guess it's made me a better person for knowing him. And I'd like to thank our team of producers, Emiliano Limon, Cheyenne Reed, and Scott Hantler, and our executive producers, Newt Gingrich and Debbie Myers. I'm David Grasso. If you're enjoying the show, give us five stars and give us a review. We love reading those reviews to learn what the show is all about and what it should be about. Follow the Prophet is a production of Gingrich 360 and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All opinions expressed by David Grasso and his guests on the show are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Gingrich 360 or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by David Grasso on this podcast, television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by David Grasso as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. David Grasso's opinions are based upon information he considers reliable but neither Gingrich Productions nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. David Grasso, Gingrich Productions, its affiliates and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on this website. David Grasso's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. No part of David Grasso's compensation from Gingrich Productions is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Neither David Grasso nor Gingrich 360 guarantees any specific outcome or profit. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed on this website or on the show. Strategies or investments discussed may fluctuate in price or value. 
Investors may get back less than invested. Investments or strategies mentioned on this website or on the show may not be suitable for you. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You must take an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned on this website or on the show. Before acting on information on this website or on the show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and strongly consider seeking advice from your own financial or investment advisor. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Play.